subject only externally to public inspection. We had now, therefore, the complete mummy at our disposal, and to those who are aware how very rarely the unransacked antique reaches our shores, it will be evident at once that we had great reason to congratulate ourselves upon our good fortune. Approaching the table, I saw on it a large box or case, nearly seven feet long and perhaps three feet wide, by two feet and a half deep. It was oblong, not coffin-shaped. The material was at first supposed to be the wood of the sycamore, platanus, but on cutting into it, we found it to be pasteboard, or more properly, papier-mâché, composed of papyrus. It was thickly ornamented with paintings representing funeral scenes and other mournful subjects, interspersed among which, in every variety of position, were certain series of hieroglyphical characters, intended no doubt for the name of the departed. By good luck, Mr. Glidden formed one of our party, and he had no difficulty in translating the letters, which were simply phonetic, and represented the word, Alamistakio. We had some difficulty in getting this case open without injury, but having at length accomplished the task, we came to a second, coffin-shaped, and very considerably less in size than the exterior one, but resembling it precisely in every other respect. The interval between the two was filled with resin, which had in some degree defaced the colours of the interior box. Upon opening this latter, which we did quite easily, we arrived at a third case, also coffin-shaped, and varying from the second one in no particular, except in that of its material, which was cedar, and still emitted the peculiar and highly aromatic odour of that wood. Between the second and the third case there was no interval, the one fitting accurately within the other. Removing the third case, we discovered and took out the body itself. We had expected to find it, as usual, enveloped in frequent rolls or bandages of linen, but in place of these we found a sort of sheath made of papyrus, and coated with a layer of plaster, thickly gilt and painted. The paintings represented subjects connected with the various supposed duties of the soul, and its presentation to different divinities, with numerous identical human figures, intended very probably as portraits of the persons embalmed. Extending from head to foot was a columnar or perpendicular inscription, in phonetic hieroglyphics, giving again his name and titles, and the names and titles of his relations. Around the neck, thus unsheathed, was a collar of cylindrical glass beads, diverse in colour, and so arranged as to form images of deities, of the scarabaeus, etc., with the winged globe. Around the small of the waist was a similar collar or belt. Stripping off the papyrus, we found the flesh in excellent preservation, with no perceptible odour. The colour was reddish. The skin was hard, smooth and glossy. The teeth and hair were in good condition. The eyes, it seemed, had been removed and glass ones substituted, which were very beautiful and wonderfully lifelike, with the exception of somewhat too determined a stare. The finger and the toenails were brilliantly gilded. Mr. Glidden was of opinion from the redness of the epidermis that the embalmment had been effected together by asphaltum but on scraping the surface with a steel instrument and throwing into the fire some of the powder thus obtained, the flavour of camphor 
and other sweet-scented gums became apparent. We searched the corpse very carefully for the usual openings through which the entrails are extracted, but to our surprise we could discover none. No member of the party was at that period aware that entire or unopened mummies are not unfrequently met. The brain it was customary to withdraw through the nose, the intestines through an incision in the side. The body was then shaved, washed and salted, then laid aside for several weeks when the operation of embalming, properly so called, began. As no trace of an opening could be found, Dr. Ponone was preparing his instruments for dissection when I observed that it was then past two o'clock. Hereupon it was agreed to postpone the internal examination until the next evening, and we were about to separate for the present, when someone suggested an experiment or two with the voltaic pile. The application of electricity...